You are listening to a Called Collective podcast where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Calling, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. Thank you for for hopping on, Isaac. Who do we who do we have today? Yeah, we got a good buddy of mine. Um, Yours? Just, just you? Yeah, you just don't. Your friend? You don't know this <laughs> okay, guy. Okay, you don't know this guy. No, a good buddy named Zeb. Um, in a second, we'll have him introduce himself. But I need to let you guys know something. This is this is important. This is foundational. This is very very this. important. Oh no, this man. <laughs> orders water at a coffee shop. <laughs> now, now, like, I don't like coffee. And I ordered something with coffee in it. This guy likes coffee, and he orders water. But that's not all, ladies there, and gentlemen. There's more. There's more. There's, there's more. more. It's like an infomercial. <laughs> He's never ordered anything from Macan, which is our coffee shop here. <laughs> okay. Except for water this first time. Okay, so there's some backstory here. There's some Zach. backstory here. Okay, first let's of hear all, it. we gotta we gotta clarify this before we get into this. Um <laughs> I ordered a water because I have practice after this and I'm not trying to cramp up, you know, with all that caffeine. And yes, right. I've never had a drink at Macomb before, <laughs> sadly. Only because I was on the the twenty three meal plan. So uh, I had no points. That's mm. fair. This dude's yeah. an athlete. Yes. Athlete. Absolute animal. There's two athletes at this table, and one's not. (laughs) I I am not the athlete. No, Chicken Little doesn't play anything. (laughs) No, No, but Zeb, in all seriousness, we're excited to have you. Will you just give a little snippet of, like, who you are, just a little intro, what you're doing here, all these things, and we'll get into what we're here to talk about. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be with both of you guys. Um, So, I am a Christian Ministries and Humanities major here at IWU. I'm on the track team. I've been on the football team. And so, you know, I'm really just looking to see where God, yeah. where God's using me right now. You yeah. know, I'm serving with some ministries and sir. yeah. Yes, sir. What grade are you in? I'm a junior. Mm. All right. All right. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, like I said, athlete, football <laughs> and track. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> what do you run? Do you run? Yeah. I run the 200 and the 400 meter. Mm. So it's fast. Yeah. The 400 sucks. The 400 is the worst event <laughs> in track. Um, it's just a, it's a, almost a dead sprint. Yep. Literally a dead for a, sprint. For a lap, right? Is yeah. It just yeah. A lap? It's one lap. Yeah. It's Where no you're joke. going like 95% the entire way. That's yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. That's, you're, you're hurting. I, I have had some roommates What's your fastest time? talk about it. My fastest time. Well, I just joined the team, so I don't know what my time will be in college yet. But in high school, I ran 52. Mm. So that was junior year. Senior year was taken good, away. Right? Yeah. Senior year was taken away because of COVID. So oh, we'll okay. see. Gotcha. Mm. That's always crazy to me. Like, people when talking about when COVID hit them. I was yeah. talking to somebody else, and like, yeah, I didn't have my high school grad party. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, COVID. I was like, oh, my Yeah, they didn't goodness. go to school there. That, yeah. That senior, senior year. Crazy that's, that's It's always nuts. It's always nuts to me. Did you have, like, any school that spring semester of your senior year? I had, so we had, like, a week of school, and then they were just like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Which was good, because I had to drive an hour to high school my senior year. No way. Yo, what? Yeah. Yeah, I lived, um, 
my dad got a pastor job at a yeah. new church like an hour away from where we were at. So I had to commute my whole senior year. Dude. Chicago Interstate. That's yep. that's crazy. So 94. Oh, that's for it. <laughs> dude. That's crazy. Well, dude, thanks for giving us a little intro about you. But yeah, let's get into what, what we're here to talk about and what the Lord's doing in your life, what he has done about your calling. This is really up to you to take wherever you want. Um, and so the floor is yours. We're just here to listen. Yeah. I just recently spoke in chapel. I know you guys, um, I don't know if you were both there for that, but I shared a little bit of my testimony. So I'm sure some of you who are listening to this have heard a little bit of my story, but pretty much I, I just, you know, I didn't want anything to do with with church and ministry because I grew up as a pastor's kid and I saw yeah. the behind the scenes of the church and I saw just how much that affected my family. Mm. You know, my dad, when I was 12, took me on a car ride and he told me he was moving my family to the Chicago area from small town Iowa to start a church plant. And that just rocked my world. Wow. Yeah. How old and were you then? I was 12. Dang. Yeah. And so left all my friends and everything and had to go experience this this new journey in life that God was supposedly calling us to. And, you know, as a young, young guy, that's hard to take in. You don't understand. Exactly. And that's what, seventh? Seventh grade. grade? Yep. So, so that's a pivotal dang. time. Like all the childhood friends that you would go into high school with, now those are gone. So yep. now you're new school, yes. new people. You're that, that new kid on the block and you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So I... I like, lived in small town Iowa my whole life until I was 12. And then my dad just, boom, we're, we're going here. And, yeah, pivotal time, brand new school, culture shock, because Chicago is a lot different than, oh, than no, Iowa. In the cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, just started to run away from God and, and chase mm. a lot of the world and things. And it wasn't until, you know, my sophomore year here at Iwu that, that God got a hold of me in a pretty miraculous way. Yeah. As I've shared in my testimony, you know, um, yeah, take us, take us through that. Yeah. Run through that because okay. there are, because there are people listening to this that don't go here that okay. are connected to this and, and thinking of Iwu as they go through, through this podcast. And so dude, just take us there. Yeah. So take us through all that. So football became a, big part of my life in the midst of this transition, this move, I, I kind of poured everything into that. And it was kind of my distraction from what was going on at home with the church. Yeah. And so that became an idol in my life. And it has been up until my sophomore year of, of college here at Iowa. I came here because of football and, you know, dreams were to just chase that and, beyond scholarship and that whole lifestyle. And it wasn't until sophomore year I got injured, mm. unfortunately. I've had I've had all types of injuries in my football career. So I've torn this shoulder, broken this thumb, broken pretty much all of these fingers, wow. this wrist, this wrist. Just Goodness. had my fair share. And so when I when I broke this wrist beginning of sophomore year and I was told that I was going to have to sit out of football for the season. Yeah. It it really hit me hard because of my past, all the injuries I've had and and this was my idol and so I just really leaned into God in that time. Mm. For the first time in a while, I had, I distanced myself and I was chasing the worldly things like I said and and that injury kind of forced me 
to grow closer to him in a way. And so as I did that, on November 1st of, of 2021, God just really got a hold of me. I was just sitting in class here at IWU, and I, I just felt the Holy Spirit come upon me super strongly out of nowhere. And it was mm. just like he was saying, I want to use you. I want to use you to preach. And this was all a shock to me. And I kind of tried to run from it a little bit that day. <laughs> little jo- little <laughs> you know? Jonah moment yeah. right there. Yeah, you know, when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, it's, it's scary sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I fear the Lord. Yeah, and so I went throughout my day just trying to, to ignore it, honestly. And it just, I couldn't ignore it. it mm. I focused on homework, tried to, to go to football practice and meetings and, and talk with friends. And it was just growing so strong. I had to do something about it. Dang. Yeah. So I went to the prayer chapel here on campus. Blessed place. Blessed <laughs> place. It is. It really is. That place has changed my life. And yeah. It's the 24-7 one. It's open 24 hours. Um, went in there at nighttime and just got on my knees and I told God, I don't know what this means, God, but whatever it means, I want to follow you and I want your purpose for my life. I'm done trying to run away from whatever you're doing. Dang. And little did I know in that moment how much that would have an effect on what God would do in the future. Mm. And so as all of this is happening, I uh, go again the next day and I pray and I write down in my notebook this time kind of what I'm hearing because the feelings just continuing to grow so strong. And so this time I write in my notebook, like I'm hearing God say, I want you to, to reach people for me. I want you to evangelize. I want you to speak the truth. And mm-hmm. so as all of this is happening, I'm debating in my mind if this is really God or if this is uh, yeah, my yeah. thoughts. And so I'm continuing to pray about it. And as I'm praying, God gave me this image of a bridge here in Marion. I'd never been there before. And I just felt like I was supposed to go and pray there for, for some reason. Mm. And so I... Where's this bridge at? Yeah, it's it's by... It's actually... I forget the name of it. It's by the the pool here in Marion. Okay, yeah. Paradise. Is it like the splash yeah, thing by, or whatever it is? Yeah, what is it? The splash it's, house? It's like the some splash, splash house. house. Yeah. So there's a pool there and there's a bridge right next to it. And I think it's the Cardinal Greenway. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it. Uh, I think about it. But yeah, so I'd driven past it a couple times and never actually walked across it or anything. And I just felt like I was supposed to go and pray there. Kind of put that off too for a little bit mm-hmm. until about Friday of this same week. So it's been five days now. When yeah. I first heard this, it was November 1st on Monday. And then Friday, I'm just sitting in my dorm room and it's 11 at night. And I just felt the Holy Spirit again saying, you got to go and pray. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I called up one of my close buddies and asked him, you know, one of the only guys who I, I knew was a follower of Jesus at the time because I didn't have a lot of Christian community around me. I was living mm. fully with athletes and just chasing that life. And so yeah. just someone who I knew I could trust. And we went to this bridge and we prayed for about 45 minutes and nothing happened. And right when I was getting ready to leave, I was doubting everything I've been hearing and <laughs> thought this is just me. And I, I looked yeah. on the side of the bridge and I just... And I'll never forget this day. I just saw my name just graffitied. Zeb. Yeah. Z-E-B. Dude. It's wild. A heart, the number 96, and an arrow. 
Dude. And I just was crying and shaking. And, and, and I'd never felt the presence of God that strongly before, mm. ever. And I, I looked up on my phone right there, what does the number 96 mean? And the first thing that came up is, like for me, the first thing that came up is it's time to end this phase of your life and start something new. And Psalm 96 came to my mind, which talks about singing a new song for the Lord. Dang. And the arrow was like, go now. And so it yeah. was like God was just confirming everything I've been hearing about what I felt he was calling me into recently. And ever since then, I've just, I've gone full in for him, yeah. full in for his plan. And I've, I've been chasing the ministry life, which has been a big change, but a good one. Yeah. So. Dude, how, how like, how soon after like all that happened, was it just like, all right, ministry, like I got to declare for this, like change, change what I'm studying. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, pretty much I would say so that this happened first semester of my sophomore year. And I changed my major like that next semester immediately. I just felt oh uh, yeah, switched it to Christian ministries. It was community development. I came in wanting to go to law school mm -hmm. and yeah, so dude, so what's I hate this question, but I'm gonna ask it. No, go ahead what's the what's the end goal? I guess I hate that question because mm -hmm. the Lord moves in so many ways, but yeah, as of right now. If you were like, all right, I think this is where God's going to have me. Like, what is that? It's mm, a good question. I believe that God is calling me specifically into evangelism. So not working within a church, but starting a ministry that travels around from place to place, town to town, and just declares the gospel of, Bro. of Jesus. And some more background to where this this has kind of come from is uh, my dad, the church plant that he actually started was called City Wave. And that recently, like, it, it shut down due to financial reasons, unfortunately. And he stepped into new church leadership roles. But after all this, you know, this this past summer, as, as I've been just discerning more direction in terms of where God's leading me with this calling, I just feel like I'm supposed to revive that ministry, mm. but not as a church, like as a an evangelistic yeah. movement, like City Wave, a wave that goes from city yeah. to city, reaches people with the gospel and Jesus. Yeah. So That kind of just sounds like, um, I know these guys called Circuit Riders, and we study them. Circuit Riders is a pretty, pretty old name for like John Wesley and other people like that, where the whole idea is just traveling around and preaching the gospel. Yeah, just preaching the gospel, telling the truth, you know, going from place to place. You really didn't. It's almost like in the olden days, they didn't really have a home. Their home was on the road, right? But now there's people in California that they are called circuit riders. And their whole thing is to train up. They have school for like evangelism, how to do it, all this stuff, right? Then after that, for the next year, they go, they split up in teams and they go to all like a bunch of colleges in the, um, in the nation. In the wow. United States, just to preach the gospel. Wow. They come here, they go to Ball State, they go to all these schools all around the country just to hold worship nights, preach the gospel, like to spread. It's like evangelism, what you're talking about. Yeah. So when you said that, I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about circuit riders. The no, first thing sense. I thought of too. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We might have to talk about that after. You know? We will. We will. <laughs> for sure. No, um, just for a little more, bro, like we always talk about 
when the Lord calls us, when the Lord does this, when you almost had like a, a Paul on the road to Damascus moment, you know, where the Lord just really yeah, you. almost you. like couldn't deny it at that moment. Yeah. What would you say, like looking looking at what ha- how your life was before and how your life is now? Like how has the Lord changed changed that, you know? Yeah. So I am, I'm just a straightforward guy and I'm not going to lie about my past. And so I was struggling with weed, with, with partying and alcohol, with, mm. with sex, yeah. all, all that type of stuff, you know, really just living for the world. And I knew it was wrong in the moment, yet I, I still chose it. Yeah. Anyways, for whatever reason, I, I do not know. I think just because I was trying to fill something yeah. inside of me. And God has healed me from all of those things throughout this experience. And I've been able to use those to minister to other people now. Mm. And, you know, looking back, I do I wish I didn't do it? Yes. But is it a big part? of how I'm able to actually meet people where they are now and reach them for Jesus. Yes, it is. Dude. So God has redeemed it. And it's been, it's been amazing. So what a, what a bless that just hearing that, hearing those stories just because I think it's more encouraging and you know this too, like talking about evangelism and just when you see people, like I remember being at, if I was interning at a, at a youth group, and there's those kids, those typically, typically like athletes that are just in love with that world. You know, in love with worldly things, it's right at the fingertips. And it just is hopeful because the Lord, the Lord can change their heart. Like in your story, what I love so much, which is so, so unique because a lot of other people have like, say certain people that said something to them that really just spoke to them. But God just like was like, no, I'm going to meet you like by myself and Mm -hmm. meet you, you know, and to be able to pray that like, Lord, meet this person like he met you and to trust that. The Lord can do it. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful thing with, yeah. with calling and the Lord. Sometimes the Lord we doing that. We put God in a box, just not on purpose, but we, we see the way God's done things, and then we're thinking, well, He can, He only can work that way, because that's all of our experience. Right. Which is why, like, this podcast is so cool because I get to hear how God moves, and it's different for everybody. Like, there was a guy a couple weeks ago. His his podcast episode dropped last Friday. But he also had kind of like a Jonah moment. Like he ran from his calling as well. And so mm-hmm. I hear like kind of the same kind of response, but in a completely different way. And it's so beautiful and it's so cool to see how God moves. Yeah. But I know that like that moment, right? This is a, the question that Isaac asked one time, but because you've had this moment with the Lord, that was so clear, almost like this Paul and Damascus road moment. Has there ever been a time in this just past year that you've been like, do I, re- do I really want to do this? Like, is this really what God's calling me? Yeah, I think, um, (laughs) you know, on a weekly basis, there's those, honestly, I think it's from the enemy as well. Just those attacks on my mind of you could be doing what you were doing before. Why are you really doing this? Is this actually doing anything? Um, You know, those types of things. And it's tempting sometimes in those moments to be like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but That's but because up. because I I have a picture of the name my name on that bridge and every time those doubts or those fears come and dude attack me I just look at that picture and I just ask God to to keep me going forward for him dude that's so and, good that you saying that reminds me of when I was in class with minor prophets it talks about 
people that were abandoning the Lord and things were happening, like the destruction of Israel, the, the destruction of other their nation, right? And there's people that got together, the remnant of Israel is what's called the faithful, and they do a book of remembrance. They literally write down all the things that God has done to remember his faithfulness wow. in a time when it seems like he's not being faithful. Yeah. And, and you having that picture is like, in your life, is one of those moments that I can that you can look back to. And when the devil's attacking, when it doesn't seem like the Lord's faithful, you can remember that he was he was there and he is he is with you now, you know? And so that's a beautiful thing. One thing I want one thing I'm curious about is because we we always talk about this idea of when you're called, I think people have come to the understanding that it's not sunshines and rainbows. Like it's not just this right. you're not always leaping with happiness and all these things. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot. There's sacrifice. You know, count the cost before you become a disciple of Christ and follow him. And so I'm wondering with you and your story, with changing so radically, right, for the Lord, what has been the cost of your discipleship, your mm-hmm. obedience Good in question. your life? What have you what have, what have you sacrificed? Maybe not like that you have like given over, but that it's been almost taken even sometimes because of this. Yeah. That's a that's a heavy question, and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Been, I know, I'm yeah, sorry, it's, it is no, heavy. No, I'm over here. But thinking, this is this man. is legit about like that's real. When we talk about calling with God, like yeah. this is a big step. I think people are so they jump to these conclusions like, yeah, do it. Like, do you know what this is gonna count you? Like, do you know what this is gonna cost? Yeah, yeah. I have lost a lot of relationships mm. and close friends because I've started to publicize my faith in, in Jesus. You know, yeah. That was always my biggest fear of being rejected from people because of my faith. And that's why I kind of hid it down. Even in high school, going yeah. back to when my dad was a pastor, I didn't want people to know my dad was a pastor. Because then they would just think you to fit in. Just oh, that's wanted the to pastor's fit in. kid. Nope. Yeah, ex- can't, can't <laughs> exactly, <hand> exactly. <laughs> and so I kind of knew that when I started to actually go public with all this. And it's... It's been true. You know, people have have rejected me. They have distanced themselves from me. And so there's there's that side of things. And then I also think there's the spiritual attack side of things mm-hmm. that you just, the enemy's coming harder for you. Yeah. He is. And it's there's all types of ways that can look, but it's true. And one moment that was very impactful for me regards to your question was, you know, going back to the whole city wave thing that I told you guys about. Yeah. I, when I was praying about that, the the biggest thing that came was God was asking me a question like, will you take the cup of city wave? Will you take mm. this cup of city wave? This cup being the suffering, you know, the same prayer that yeah. Jesus prayed in the garden before he went to bear all of our sins on the cross. And so I I just remember how much pain, financial pain, how much rejection, how much uh, struggle my family went through when my dad was running that ministry as a church. And, you know, I didn't want to do, I honestly did not want to do it. And I, but I said, yes, I said, yes, God, I I will take, I will take that, that cup. I will bear that suffering. And it's still, hurts every day. It's it's something yeah. I'm processing and walking through right now. And I'm sure that a lot more is going to come, unfortunately, yeah. in the future. But yeah. Dude, that that's so good. I just remember like remember hearing kind of this analogy to like basketball. It's like the team the opponents only play defense when you're trying to score. When you're actually being when you're actually attacking. 
Yeah. And so if you're not attacking, you're not doing anything. They just stand there, and so they aren't bothering you, right? But if you start attacking them, they start bothering you. It's kind of the same way with the enemy. When we attack, when we actually start going, then he responds to that. And if we're dormant, if we're sleeping, <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything. He just, he can just keep us asleep, you know. Um, and dude, when you're talking about that, like taking up that taking up that cup, and the sons of Zebedee just saying like. We want to. We want to see your glory. We want, the the parents asking if they they could sit at the right hand, left hand of God, or whatever in heaven. All this stuff. And he asked him, "Is like, can you drink this cup that I am to drink?" And they say, "Yes." And he's like, "Surely you will." Wow. And so it's like saying, "Surely you will." And it, and then it says they right the the parents say, "I've never sit. thought of that." So I was studying this with Dave Smith. So <laughs> shout out to him. But when the sons of Zebedee. When their parents ask for sit on the left and sit on the right for glory, right? He says, you will, you will see the glory of God. And then you will drink of this cup, right? Go to the cross. It says on his left was a, was a thief or a criminal. On his right was a criminal. You want to see the glory of God? Look at his left. Look at his right hanging on the cross. It's like, that's the glory of God that we are, that we are to follow, right? And you saying with his cup suffering that like, Man, I'm seeing all this stuff, but I want to be faithful to the Lord. I'll take it, but this is going to suck. I was reading Ruth the other day with some friends, and the him being a kinsman redeemer taking on Ruth was like actually like a hard thing to do because she was a Moabite woman. So she was a foreign woman, actually ancient Israel's like enemy. And he said, I'll take you on. I'll be your redeemer. If the one before me that is to redeem you won't redeem you. We find out that person won't redeem her, won't be with her, because if he is, he loses all of his land. He loses a bunch of his stuff. That's good. But then he, but then Boaz takes her on still and all those things. And so it's like, talk, what you're talking about, like all these things are in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, like this is what the Lord is calling us to. And like your life is a good example of that, brother. And so one, thank you for thank the faithfulness and yeah. sharing this. Yeah. And you're going to have to rely on those moments with the Lord. Like that picture that you took, you may as well frame it. Like, don't mm. lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> For so real. No. When, when, when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea in Exodus, oh, afterwards they put up like these rocks. Yeah. And like, as a, and I was like, why would you, this is, why would you put up rocks? Like what, why would you, I, I just didn't understand. But they did that so they would remember. Like, yeah, it's just rocks, but it signifies this great, marvelous act of the Lord. I mean, yeah, there's, there's pillar of clouds you know, and fire leading them and going behind them. But like that remembrance is going to be important for all of our lives as Christians, right? So there's things that I've associated with lessons I've learned. So for example, um, my, my Bible is like, I love it. I, I got it after reading the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. And like it's, 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 it's impactful because it taught me how to seek. So now when I look at this Bible, it has like a dual meaning. Mm. Right, so there's things in life that has a dual meaning. So a bridge now for you is going to have a different connotation yeah. every time, yeah. you know. And you're reminded of That's God's good. goodness in that. So I would encourage you, like, when you are doubting, when you are suffering, when you are struggling, look at that like reminder. Look at the thing that you can turn to, even if it's like the wind yeah. or it's a, it's a leaf, something that reminds you of God's goodness. It'll keep you pushing on and keep you moving. Because yeah. like the disciples had Jesus walking around with them, like <laughs> if they're doubting, right. like, ah, oh, here's Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> but once Jesus was gone, it's a little different. I'm sure they had to create ways to remember, yeah. like, the Holy Spirit, you know. Great. He, he will advocate for you as well. So Dude, That's so good. And, and uh, 
I don't know, it just came to mind. Just no, wanted to encourage you in that. That's so good. What would you say? I mean, there's a lot of things I know, especially from your story we can tell. Like, the Lord's just teaching you stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just showing you his faithfulness, right, and all this. What was one thing that you would take from that and, like, either share with your younger self or share with somebody else? It may not be, like, specifically, like, probably the next steps in your call to ministry, but what is an attribute or, or, or truth of God that you have learned in this that you want to share in this time? Yeah, just going back to what you were talking about with the whole suffering thing. It is not easy to follow God, but it's worth it. Mm, yeah. It's not easy to follow God, but it's worth it. And he is faithful. He is. That's so good. There's, you don't need to say more than that. No, you know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. There's no reason to expand or yeah. explain. Like, that's it. It's just a simple truth. The road is tough. <laughs> the road is tough. The road is narrow. But it is so, so worth it. When you say, I'm just reminded of what Paul, he's just like, all of the shame all of the pain, all of the torture here, I count it as nothing compared to the glory that we will inherit in Christ. Yeah. And so that that is just that is just glorious. That's yeah. encouragement to you guys, to you guys listening as you follow the Lord and what to expect. You may be rejected, that you may face suffering, but we get to do it alongside Christ who who went before us and that says he takes the rejection, he takes the suffering just so that way we can be raised up with him. Absolutely. That is so good. Dude, Zeb, thank you for the word. Thank you for your story and taking your time um, on this podcast. Oh, thank you guys for having oh, me. It was a blessing. It's been, yeah, it's been awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Adios. Adios. We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank the Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.